This is directly relinked to your create relinked. Goodness gracious. What is that? <laughs> okay. Seriously, what were relinked? Okay. I wonder if it's like my, like retrograde or something because I've been stuttering all morning. Like what is wrong? I have with no me? clue. conversations to inspire, bring you hope, and acceptance. We're kicking off our women's series today. Our guide for this series comes from the book Rise, Sister Rise by Rebecca Campbell. As we mentioned in our intro episode, this book has been extremely influential inspiring to not only Anna and I, but many of our friends. We highly recommend picking up a copy of the book and reading it. We will leave a link in our show notes for you, but it's not necessary for you to follow along during this series. Today we are talking all about the female archetypes that Campbell discusses in her book. The female archetypes are directly related to the phases of the menstrual cycle, as well as different types of stereotypical roles that we have been historically associated with women. The first cycle is pre-ovulation. Next is ovulation. Next is the premenstrual cycle. And finally, menstruation. The archetypes are nothing new. The four archetypes follow the four elements, earth, wind, fire, and water, as well as the seasons. They can also be related to astrology. And Carl Jung's theory of archetypes also closely follow those that we will be discussing today. So these are nothing new, and in fact, they have been thought about for many years and by many different people from many different countries, backgrounds, religions, and cultures. Kasha and I are going to break down the four different archetypes. We're each taking two, and what's important to remember is that each archetype has both a regular state think the more positive attributes, and a shadow side, which could be associated with more negative behaviors, but they're also integral to being a person and also having that within the archetype as well. So it's a balance between the regular state and the shadow side. We would love to be able to have you embrace all the archetypes and truly be able to connect to them. So not just choosing one archetype and really becoming really strong and then just sticking with it, but truly embracing all of the archetypes because we all have them, we all go through them, and to connect to those energies because it's a universal law. And that makes you a happy, healthier, well-rounded person when we truly embrace all of those energies and archetypes. And just like we said, we're going to go over the four of them. And it's important to remember that they follow the cycle of menstruation but these archetypes also follow different phases that we go through in our lives we have the maiden otherwise known as the girl the mother also known as the lover the wise wild woman also known as the queen and finally the crone otherwise known as the landlady first we have the maiden otherwise known as the pre-ovulation state she's known as the girl 
and associated with the tarot cards, she would be the Queen of Cups. Relating to the elements of the earth or astrology, this is the water element. And the season the maiden is associated with is spring. Person from pop culture you might associate the maiden with is Athena. And the main theme that we see with the maiden is joy and relaxation. The rite of passage would be getting your first period. Now, I don't know about you, Kasha, but this sounds like a fun, loving person. (laughs) The joy and relaxation part I would love to identify with. And when I think of the maiden, I think of little children. They're enthusiastic and positive, usually pretty happy. They see the potential and magic in everything. Think stars in their eyes. The world is new and everything is fun and fresh. This is an energetic archetype. When you've embraced this archetype, you easily receive support from others. Again, children, we think they're really innocent and they need a lot of help. So in this stage, you will receive that support that you need. You can also easily get the things that you want when you've embraced this part of yourself. This is the virgin part of us and it can be seen as naive. So there's lots of positive things to think about with the maiden, but there's also the shadow side. The shadow side is very naive, very self-centered. Again, we think back to children. They are very, they think about themselves a lot, right? They can also become easily discouraged and they start things, but they don't finish them. So you have a fear of missing out. So you might start a project in this stage, but you have a really, really hard time finishing it and following through on it. Those are the shadow sides, but we still want to embrace, like Kasha had said, all of the parts of all of these archetypes because they're integral to be a well-rounded person. How can we embrace this stage? Well, we can smile, we can laugh, enjoy life, wear bright colors, and accessorize. When I think of little kids, they're so fashionable in their own way they just want to wear what they want to wear they don't care what people think they've got the bright socks on with their sandals they're just embracing who they are at their core kasha how do you embrace this stage whether it's during your cycle or just a different part of your life where do you see yourself embracing this stage This archetype is just so fun. I just imagine the two of us as little children, and that's what I imagine as the archetype. When you said accessorize, I immediately thought of you and your beautiful makeup and just having so much fun with it. And I thought for myself, like truly when I'm embracing that archetype and truly living it to with all of its energy and flow, it's when I'm singing, when I'm dancing, uninhibited with it, and laying in the grass, like reading a book or laying in my hammock that's, it's just so fun. You know, it's like you feel that energy. It's just lighthearted. And I just, at that point, just don't care what anyone else thinks when I'm singing and dancing. I'm just truly enjoying the moment karaoke. and being present. Karaoke. And karaoke, my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Well, I find that I feel like myself when, or not feel like myself. I was going to say I feel like myself because I always say I feel like myself the most when I have like my hair on top of my head and like a what I call a fun bun. Um, So a big messy bun. Also, if I'm wearing like earrings or something that really just makes me feel like I'm embracing who I am at my core, right? I also- Absolutely. Yeah, and I also feel like this when I'm just so happy just in a moment. Like even today, I was just listening to the radio while Libby and I were on a drive 
and there was a funny story it was about like engagements like terrible engagement stories and when I just laugh and I'm not thinking or worrying about anything that's how I feel I embrace this stage but there's also the shadow side of this stage which I think I identify with more than I do the positive attributes of it so for me the shadow side comes out when I start things but I don't finish them I am notorious for that I will start a project I'm all gung-ho but it's really hard for me to follow through on tasks for sure Um, and I can relate to feeling easily discouraged when I read that I was like yep that's me to a to the core but I don't really identify with like the naive part of the stage I think I feel like I'm pretty informed usually but um, to a fault so those are kind of how the shadow comes out for me what about you I was just gonna say the same thing I definitely I don't have FOMO but I get so excited about projects. It's like the, again, going back to embracing, you know, the lively joy. Joy sticks out to me because I know the two of us use joy this year for our mantra, but I start projects. I get so excited and I just feel such joy around them and I just don't finish them. Mm -hmm. And then I get easily discouraged when I don't finish them. I start to feel really bad that I, you know, it was like all this hype and joy around it. And then I just never follow through. And then I would say the other part is, since I'm such an empath and I'm so sensitive, I can definitely be self-centered in thinking, like, when my feelings get hurt and just not understanding why someone would do that or say that or make me feel that way, thinking it's about me, when in fact it has nothing to do with me, but it's something someone else is maybe going through. So I definitely get a little self-centered then and feel that my feelings get hurt just a little too easily. (laughs) I need that thicker skin sometimes. I like, I mean, I think that's perfect because we didn't bring up getting hurt feelings or anything like that. But when I do think of a child, I think, yes, they're really sensitive. They haven't had the world's kind of experience. So they automatically think, hey, this is about me or um, they're really sensitive and they, they, they have a hard time letting go of things, which is absolutely interesting because we know, we know, and you will know soon there is a other archetype that's really good at letting go of things. So um, this is why we need all parts of these archetypes and why it's so helpful to get a better perspective on this. Our next archetype is the mother, and she's associated with ovulation. Also known as the lover in tarot, she would be associated with the queen of pipes. For astrology or elements, she's associated with fire. And the season is summer. When we look to pop culture for a person, we see Mother Mary or the Blessed Virgin Mary. The mother is creative and passionate. And the rite of passage is marriage or partnership and then birth. But that doesn't necessarily mean having a child birth, but it could also be birthing something new into your life. So if that's a new project or a new phase in your life, that would be associated with the mother. Now to get an image of what this archetype looks like, I want you to think of the most loving mother you can think of. She's nurturing and protective. She's bringing things into fruition. Again, whether that's a literal child or if that's a new project or a new passion, she is getting the job done. Can you think of the word nesting? I think of the word nesting with women who are pregnant. That's what we're looking for here. 
She takes the energy of the maiden and she focuses it. She's not just dreaming anymore. She's manifesting these dreams into reality. This archetype is directly linked to your creativity, your self-expression and acceptance of yourself, body, and energy is key here. So when you're embracing this stage, you are fully expressing yourself. You're not holding back and you're accepting yourself. And I really like the idea of body and energy wise. So the energy you're putting out is in alignment with you, your body, you feel comfortable and you feel confident in your body. There's the shadow side though. This can lead to codependence, overbearing, think helicopter mom, exhaustion. You're so exhausted because you're putting out all of this product. You're putting out all of these creative energies and flow. So you don't know when to stop in this stage. So basically you cannot be stopped. Again, it's like that nesting energy that you get. How do we embrace this type? Well, we dress up. This is where we look really put together. We feel dressed to the nines. And the color associated with this stage or archetype is red. So you think red lipstick, bold. Again, you need to be confident if you're going to pull off a bold red lip, right? Or wear something bright red. So you can embrace that by being bold. Making sure that you feel put together and you feel like you're at your best. All right, so how are we embracing this stage, Kasha? I feel like I'm embracing it because I am pregnant. So I feel <laughs> I feel like my energy level after the first 20 weeks really kicked up more, more than is for me because I relate to being very sloth-like. But I can identify with the nesting stage. You know, you're writing your lists. You're making sure things are getting done. I feel like I embrace this stage though otherwise when I get up, I do my hair, I do my makeup. I have really embraced it in the last few years with wearing lipstick. I know that sounds so silly, but I used to do a full face of makeup and no lipstick because I was so afraid to try it and I thought, oh, my lips aren't big enough. So in the last few years, I've really been embracing it to bring more style and I feel like I'm coming into my own a little more. And I think if we think of how this relates, I know it goes from child directly to mother, but I do think this could be associated with like your 20s and figuring out who you're, who you are and your own sense of style and who you're being. Um, and also like, I feel like I most embrace this when I'm actually creating things. I like to draw, I like to illustrate And if I'm creating stuff, then I know I'm really embracing this kind of mother energy. How about you? What do you think for yourself? Well, I just have to interrupt you and say that you wear a red lipstick very well. Oh, thank you. And I'm not quite brave enough yet (laughs) to do that. I kind of stick with the pinks. But Anna rocks the red bold lipstick and the red hair very, very well. (laughs) I did avoid it for a while because when you have red hair, you kind of feel like You can't wear red things. But yeah, I'm embracing it more now too, for sure. So thank you. I love it. You're welcome. I would say the way I embrace it is I also think of the mother as self-care. And when I think of the mother, I think of so many times where mothers are so self-sacrificing, taking care of everyone else. But instead, really that self-care, like you said, put together. For me, I embrace it when, I know this sounds silly, but when I go and get a manicure done. Like something about that feels professional, put together. I'm ready to be productive. A 
productive part of society. And honestly, it's when we put this podcast together, I just feel it's such a labor of love and that confidence of being able to put such a big love project out into the world. And so that's when I embrace it is when I podcast with you. Podcasting. We're having a potty. Some people call it We're having a potty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but we have a shadow side here, don't we? I can... And I think this is where the stereotypes can get kind of dark, I would say, towards women. It's like that stereotype of controlling. I would say it comes out for me in more of like a controlling way where I want to make sure everything's going the way that I have it in my mind. So that's pretty simple and straightforward. It's For me, it's when I start controlling things. How about you? Oh, absolutely. I was just laughing with... Uh with you, Anna, just a few minutes ago about talking about when I'm in that exhaustion stage. And so that shadow side comes out real strong for me, whether it's overbearing, exhausted, and not setting up boundaries and asking for help. I feel like the nagging wife comes out towards my husband, my poor husband, Sean. He'll say, he's like, you're being really nagging right now. And I'll kind of go back and think, oh my gosh, I'm super overbearing right now. I'm exhausted. Like my shadow side for my mother is really coming out right now. And it's not serving me or my husband or anyone else who's in my path very well at all. Yeah, like bulldozer kind of. Like Oh, get out of the way. Associate it with too is just get out of my way, like you said. And for me, that looks like control right it's like a very strong symbol of like we're doing it my way and you don't really care the cost I think at this point right where you're like you got your blinders on and it doesn't matter how mean you're being or how exhausted you are you're just you're there to get it done your way and I think you're also in the survival stage at that moment. You know, you're just so depleted and so exhausted that you're just barely surviving. You're not thriving. We need to be thriving, not just surviving. We need to be thriving <laughs> in order to survive. <laughs> well, I think my neck the next one is my favorite archetype just because it's I the, the name of it is just the best. So what is the next archetype? So the next archetype is the wise wild woman. And so this is also known as the queen. And so I kind of think of like a little Beyonce too, but it's also your premenstrual cycle. And so it's the season of fall. You're in the element of air. The person from pop culture is Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. She's the healer woman, which is exactly who this archetype is. She is confident. She is an amazing leader. She's strong. And she's also logical. So she thinks of her next steps, you know, in in preparation for anything that she's coming into, whether it's a project or anything else going on in her life. The rite of passage is a significant loss or mourning. You know, that could be a death. It could also be the loss of a job, separation, an emotional ending, or children leaving your home. So I want you just for a moment to close your eyes. And I just want you to imagine the woman who exudes confidence and has this enormous wisdom about her. You know, it's like she's just wafting 
confidence and exudes this knowledge and from past lives or just her life experiences. You know she's lived many lifetimes because she's also incredibly intuitive and she knows her body and she knows how to heal her body, her mind, her spirit, all parts of the body and also others. And she calls upon her intuition, not just every once in a while, but truly daily. Every day she's tuning into her body and her energy. She knows her worth and she doesn't allow anyone else to tell her what she deserves. She just knows it. She just knows it. And she prioritizes her life for the things that matter most. She just kind of has all the little things that we like sometimes think are important. She just lets it fall away and just knows what matters most. She truly knows her power and she deserves respect. So her shadow side is she's ruthless, angry, jealous, vindictive, impatient, blunt. She believes that the end justifies the means. That's her shadow side, but let's think about how we can embrace this archetype, this energy. Is some, some things you can do is get outside and get your feet wet so your body and your energy can truly connect to the earth. Run your toes through the sand, go barefoot in the green grass and walk around, or maybe you might want to tie a hammock between two trees and read a book and just really become present and connected to earth and your wisdom. So Anna, I just want to know, how are you embracing this stage and how does your shadow side come out? I feel like my positive attributes of this archetype come out when I'm talking with friends, when I get into the mode of sharing my knowledge that I've learned or helping a friend through a hard time really helps me um, to embrace this archetype. It's really hard for me to call upon my intuition sometimes, but when I'm really in my mind a lot and thinking of how things relate, then I really feel like the wise, wild woman. The wild is kind of funny. I think I get stuck on that word because I don't feel like I'm like a wild person or even wild in my thoughts. So I prefer the to focus on the wise part of this archetype. How about yourself? I love that. And, and I actually, what's funny is just being your very good friend, your wild side, I believe, comes out in your makeup and your creativity, just so you know. <laughs> And your boldness. I I do. I think that all of us have that archetype. And I, what I see on the outside is you embracing that when you are with makeup and your creativity accessorize and you are just so creative with that. So I would say for me, this is the organizational side of Kasha. When I embrace it, it's truly when I declutter my home and I set up boundaries because I just feel like everything else falls away. It's like when I'm decluttering my house, there's just no other crap or shit that's like around. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm free to be wild and just unleash my true self, if that makes sense. And um, all of you listening, maybe that helps you. And that does for me because I just feel like all the other things just fall away, the things that don't matter because it just simplifies my house. And then it's a lot easier for me to set up boundaries with others or, you know, being with friends and socializing. It's like, yes to this, no to that, because it's not serving me. And I can then really, truly unleash myself, if that makes sense. And 
I have then more time, energy, and space for creating powerful and truly genuine products, projects that mean the most to me. I don't know. Does that make sense, Anna? <laughs> it does. It makes sense. I think when you declutter your home, that goes back to the setting priorities and everything else just doesn't matter anymore. And the setting up boundaries too would be really helpful for a lot of people, for any of us. And that's one way that you can really embrace your wise wild woman. It's to say, no, I can't do this because it's not allowing me to be myself. And I think that's where the wild part maybe comes through a little more. You take the wise part of yourself you drop away all the things that don't matter and then your true self can come through. Absolutely. And I think also the the wild and wise part is knowing your worth. And so knowing that you'll be depleted if you do this activity or see this person or take this on and just know, like, you know your worth. Like, that's not going to serve me and my future projects or my family and friends or myself. And so I, I do. I think there's the wild and wise. I just love that title. And the queen, too. Like, I just keep thinking, like, a Beyonce in the background. <laughs> um, what about your shadow, Anna? Like, when you're tapping into the shadow side, like, what's happening? Oh, girl. Again, I feel like I identify with more of the shadow sides than anything on all of these. Because I can see... For me, I repress a lot of things. The anger really speaks to me on that shadow side and being impatient. I'm very impatient when it comes to driving in the car or we've all (laughs) heard my road rage. (laughs) Vindictive, not so much, but definitely the anger and the impatient side of me comes out. I need to take a step back and breathe a lot and also remember why I'm doing something and keep the big picture in mind, those help me kind of offset the shadow side, which I really identify with, with the ruthless, angry, or impatient. That makes so much sense, Anna. And there's no, you know, right or wrong way. It's just embracing in different ways. And sometimes we embrace the shadow side more, or sometimes we embrace the quote unquote positive side. So there's nothing wrong with that. And I just think it's very intuitive of you as a wild, wise woman to be able to recognize that. I definitely would say when I'm embracing the shadow side of this archetype, I go from zero to angry really fast and definitely jealous comparison to others, whether it's on social media. Oh, look, they got this a lot easier. I've worked, had to work really hard for this and, you know, that judgment side too and, um, I wouldn't say vindictive, but I get really impatient. It's like, if I'm working on these projects, I'm working on something, why aren't things, you know, like snap, like coming back to me, like making this happen so much faster. It seems like it's happening so much quicker for other people. And and that's where I get super impatient. And I can be very blunt during this period as well. You were saying, you were saying you weren't blunt or (laughs) earlier. (laughs) When we were talking about that, it's funny. I like, but I like that you're, you can come to realization of like that you are that way. And like you were saying with me, like it's intuitive, but I think it takes a while for us to say and realize, hey, I do have this shadow side to me and this is what it does. It does serve a purpose, 
being blunt in the moment gets said what needs to be said. Maybe that's something you've been holding back. I'm the same way. I feel like I hold things back for a long time and then they suddenly come out. Part of that lesson for me at least is to maybe share more how I feel in the moment rather than repressing it. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And it's no coincidence that the season is fall. So you're you're on fire with ideas and, and projects and, and getting things off done and, and your to-do list. So it makes so much sense. The wild, wise woman is, her season is fall. And so she's preparing, right? Like the leaves are falling, they're changing colors. You have that smell of the, you know, the fall warm cider and hot tea. And so she's preparing. And so it's just so funny that the next stage goes into winter as we embrace the next archetype and our final archetype is the crone and she's this is when she's in menstruation she's also considered the landlady in tarot she's the queen of pentacles and her season is winter and her element is earth so really connected to earth here a person from pop culture is maya angelou the fairy godmother. This is also, she's going through marriage, children. She can see and truly understand every perspective and she sees it with such clarity. She's extremely patient. So a little different from our last archetype where she's, you know, a little impatient. This one, she's extremely patient and she's also the wisdom keeper. So again, if you want to close your eyes and be able to imagine, I like to imagine a woman who has been through so much. And because of these life experiences, she's gained, I don't know, and I'd say almost like a clairvoyance. She can see, she's all knowing, she's all seeing of perspectives. And she has prepped and she's researched. She's already done that for a future project and she's ready to launch with such ease, patience, wisdom, and her perspective. She's ready. She does not care what others think of her and knows through life experience that it just does not matter anymore. She's the wisdom keeper and is ready to share it with the world. Her shadow side is that she's brutal. She might be a hermit, unforgiving, judgmental, bitter, jaded, lonely, self-pitying, and she might feel defeated. So how to embrace this archetype is to truly live uninhibited, rest, 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 and shall I say rest again. This should be a relaxation period. You should be assertive in order to make decisions. So really just taking care of yourself. I really, this is when I think of, and I think of self-care, like truly embodying that self-care, not caring what others think and let go. And of course, what song comes to mind... <laughs> I was going to say, our person from pop culture should be Elsa. <laughs> Elsa, let it go, let it go <laughs> of things and people that don't serve you. So it's really even going a little deeper than, you know, we've just left our previous archetype. But really, this is she's just embracing the self-care. She's just resting. It's OK not to be doing several different projects and your to-do list like this is where just relaxation or rest. I don't know if, Anna, if there's like another better way to explain it, but really just rest, like capital R-E-S-T sticks in my mind. Yes, resting makes sense. And it's also just, I would say, an ease that 
if you're embracing this stage or you feel like you're in this stage, there's an ease about you that you've seen a lot, you've been through a lot, and so you know just what really matters. And I think that's really important. So rest can be, doesn't mean you're not doing anything, but it also just means like your soul is probably a little bit more at rest when you are embracing this stage for sure. And I also think too, is when we think of winter, at least for me, (laughs) my old, the old soul, the crone, I mean, is just so much so what I embrace in winter. Like maybe it's knitting, it's totally living the hygge lifestyle and really just hot tea, hot chocolate, just really relaxation. Relaxation and rest is just so important during this archetype in order to embrace. So I'm curious, Anna, in the winter season, you know, the element of earth, how are you embracing the crone or the landlady? Well, I am a Virgo and that's an earth sign. So I actually, while you were talking about this, really realized that this is probably the one that I can see myself most in as far as the positive attributes of it. I do think that my biggest strength is being able to see all perspectives. And I think devil's advocate kind of comes up here too. I can do that really well for other people, but I actually have gotten much better at playing devil's advocate for myself and things that I'm going through. So, and I'm, I also think that I'm just a big researcher. So I really like to be prepared. I like to know what's expected of me. And I think those are the really positive attributes that I can see myself in, in the crown here. I love it. And I would say for me too, is resting during this, when I embrace this archetype, like I said, you know, I'm knitting, I'm drinking my hot tea, I'm reading books, I'm blankets. It's just very cozy resting, but also resting for me because I'm such an extroverted person is resting after socializing with friends, family, or what after a life coaching or when I'm podcasting, just when I'm feeling a little defeated is really kind of turning inward in a positive way, taking care of myself, becoming a hermit, being able to relax and rest after so much excitement. So I'm curious, since you're embracing the more positive, the positive sides, I should say, of the archetype, where would you say that when you're in the shadow what what are you embracing here? Like what's happening when you're in the shadow? Well, everybody knows I'm living that hermit lifestyle. I joke all the time that I just, I think I expend a lot of energy in other areas and I can be a bit of a hermit. And I'm trying to change that a little bit. That's a hard side for me to accept as far as the shadow side. But I also, not in the long term, But I am like super unforgiving for short periods of time. I just have to feel angry and like resentful and be unforgiving for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, a week, a few days. But then I can shed that and let it go. And I don't think I'm very bad at like showing people that. But I just know it weighs on me a lot that I hold a lot of kind of resentment and being unforgiving in my mind versus like actually acting out on it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I just want to commend you that you are feeling your feelings. There are no good or bad feelings, no positive, negative feelings that you're allowing your body to just feel all those feelings because your feelings are valid. So thank you for sharing that. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep yeah, feeling them. <laughs> you, it's super important for those of you out there. Please feel your feelings. Our world would be a much better place if we all just felt our feelings instead of hiding them under the rug. I would say for me... It's interesting that you said, you know, the bitter, because I was thinking about that, and definitely I've lived in the shadow for much of my fertility journey, just being bitter and jaded towards others. Like, why is this not happening for us? Why is this so hard? And and really that self-pitying and that loneliness and just feeling so defeated after multiple miscarriages and, and years of going through IVF and IUI. But I would say, too, is like, the shadow side of me when I'm when I'm embodying this archetype is the judgmental. <laughs> it's a really ugly side of me when I'm being judgmental, you know, and I appreciate when you and Sean are like, you know, what? you're being a little judge right now. It's like, oh, wow. Good to know. Like, I'm not even realizing I'm doing it. So judgment on top of all those other ones. And it's just so brutal. <laughs> It's but, just so rough. Like you said, it's important <laughs> that you actually feel those things and express them. And then the turn of that is that we move on from that perspective instead of holding on to it. Like I said, you can feel judgmental. I can feel angry or bitter or resentful for a time. And then we move on from it. And I think that's also, if we think of how life is cyclical or even these archetypes are cyclical I almost think of each one of these like a yin yang where you have Mm -hmm. the shadow side which is the the dark side and then you have the light side which is the positive attributes with whether it's you feeling judgmental or me feeling resentful or unforgiving we feel that for a time and then we switch and we've then let it go and we let it drain away and we use our wisdom that we've taken And then we can integrate that all into being that person. Does that make sense? Yes. And ding, ding, ding. You said exactly what I was just going to say. It's temporary. We're not in these archetypes. We're not embodying these, you know, permanently. They're very temporary. And what I love about Rebecca Campbell, even just bringing, I didn't even know about these archetypes until I came across Rise, Sister Eyes, but specifically that they're seasons. And I always think of that too, is I start embracing, I get really excited. I used to, I don't know about you, Anna, but I used to hate winter. I hated it. I hated it with such a passion. Well, especially like, oh, in Chicago. I'm indoors and it's cold and I don't get to see my family and friends as much. People aren't outside walking around and bonding and socializing. And now I just truly embody and embrace each season because it's temporary and there's so much beauty And of course, shadow, but so much beauty in each of those seasons that I look forward to them now. I don't know. What about you? Well, I think it's important in Chicago where we live that you have to embrace them. And like you said, there's beauty in each season. So I am glad that we do get one of each season because it's important for us to feel how we feel through each of those seasons. I do think it's unfortunate. Everybody who knows me knows I feel about fall is that we love the idea of fall because in Chicago we rarely get what's truly a fall like it stays hot until the end of September right October comes we maybe have a week or two and then it gets cold so I do think it's really important to embrace all of the seasons I've never really hated a specific season per se um, but I can see winter is 
obviously the ultimate culprit here in Chicago. So (laughs) I could see how you would feel that way, but it is truly a time to slow down. And, you know, that's why animals hibernate. And I feel like humans don't experience seasons in an authentic way. So this kind of brings us to, if we're aware of these archetypes and how they affect us through each month, because remember, we're cycling through these each month, but then we're also cycling through them through the year. And then we're also cycling through them through our lifetimes. We've all been young children and then we become women. And in some, in one way or another, we become the mother figure. And then we move on and we become this wise, wild woman. And then we hopefully get to become a crone figure. And it's funny because I know we both love Jillian Michaels, but I remember in one of her podcasts saying that she was talking about a woman and her relationship to her mother. And her mother was very much stuck probably in maybe the maiden stage, the girl stage. And Jillian just said, it's not your fault that your mom is stuck in a certain stage. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really important to realize where you're at and not to get stuck in any single stage because that will just, I think that brings out the shadow side more than anything is if you really get stuck in a stage. And I love that she, she said, it's not your fault. And that it like, going back to what I had said is it's temporary. So we're able to flow through into another archetype. It's not permanent. You, you have a choice to be able to move into the next one as well. So now that we have an overview of all of these, it's kind of hard to pick just one. But Kasha, what archetype are you most strongly identifying with right now? Which stage do you think you're in? What's calling out to you right now? It's so funny how applicable Rise, Sister, Rise and just now understanding the archetypes has had on me in the last two years. But one of the things... I've been working on with my therapist is really truly feeling joy. And so I feel like right now I am in this stage and I'm completely embodying <laughs> the archetype of the maiden, the girl. And, you know, her elements water and season of spring. And, you know, I always think of like, because I'm such a gardener, so like you plant a seed and now it's like starting to sprout and you get so excited because it's actually going to turn into maybe some fruits or vegetables or these beautiful flowers that are going to become fragrant. You can smell. And so for me, it's just such joy and relaxation right now. And just, I'm having so much fun. Um, you know, even just for my birthday, I was like, all I want to do is go to Great America, Six Flags Great America. If you don't live in Chicago, I know they have them throughout the country, but it's basically a ton of roller coasters and and water slides and funnel cakes and popcorn and just pure joy and fun and just getting so excited going down the rides. And yes, Anna, I was the one who was like, like (laughs) screaming down all these waterfall, you know, slides and, and boogie boarding and roller coasters. So I'm just, I'm embracing that part of me and in a few days I'm headed to Europe and I'm just still in that archetype and just embracing. I'm not stuck in it, but I'm wanting it to stay a little longer of having fun and exploring and being adventurous. Cause that's truly when I think of a, as you said, a little child, I think of them just being so adventurous and excited to explore. So that's the stage I'm in now. And it's had a profound impact on my life in terms of 
when you're a child, you are completely present. You're not thinking about the past. You're not thinking about the future. And I truly think that when you're in that archetype and embodying it to its full potential, you're just so present in the here and now. Whether it's good or bad, you're just embracing it. And what about you, Anna? It, I am. I am. I feel it in every fiber of my being and that energy I feel that I'm exuding it right now, if that makes sense. It does. I think that just the fun aspect of it is definitely something that I've seen for you over the summer and really just embracing planning this trip. And like you said, being in the present is absolutely huge for being a maiden. You're not thinking about and worrying about all of the, all of the things. So that's a great place for you to be in. Thank you. What What about you? Where are you feeling that you're strongest in embodying which archetype? So I'm kind of between the two, the mother and the crone. And I would say the crone because I just feel like I'm really embracing all the things that I've learned over the last year because I've really made a conscious effort to learn about diet culture and racism, white supremacy. And I feel like I'm really turning those things over and marinating on them. But right now, specifically this week, I would say I'm most identifying with the mother and not for the obvious reason you would think. But because <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I like, you know, our friends ask all the time about what it, like I really, I think it's hard to think about being a mom until you're in it because – it's such a different experience that I can't even conceptualize it right now. So for me, what I'm identifying with the mother it is the passionate and creative side. I mm. have been drawing a ton. I did a hand lettering challenge on Instagram, and that really inspired me to create something every day for seven days. I have never done that. I've, I don't think I've ever finished a challenge. <laughs> like, I did once for like Beachbody and I finished that, which was nice. But I don't think I've ever really said, I'm going to do this challenge, take it on and finish it. And when it says she gets the job done, I just think I did it. I did that, mm -hmm. that challenge. So I got the job done. And then I cre I've been creating some wallpapers that I want to release on my Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram... I'm trying to come out with some of those. I'll come out with some fall ones at the appropriate fall time. Um, and I really feel like I'm putting a lot of things in motion, getting my house under control. If I make a list, I'm getting it done. And truly, that's when I feel the best is when I'm getting stuff done because I've always had a really hard time. So I would say right now, I feel like the mother. I feel like I'm expressing myself in my body and my energy. I have been really working hard on accepting my body and I feel like that's a really hard time to do that is when your body's changing and you can't control it but I feel pretty good about how I've been handling that and I really appreciate the conversations that like us and our friends have been having on Voxer because it really it helps to see that we're all kind of in that same place of accepting who we are for who we are so I feel like I'm identifying Absolutely. with the mother but not for the obvious reasons well too is 
the mother is not only the rite of passage is birth, of course, like birthing a child, but also you're birthing so much creativity and so you're adding so much passion with your makeup and your handwriting and graphics and our audience, where can they follow you? Because your handwriting is so beautiful and your graphics are so adorable. So where can they follow you again in case they forget? What's your handle? Thank you. It's R-E-D, red, like my hair, daily, D-A-I-L-Y, dot co. And that's on Instagram. So if you want to follow me along there and see my passion projects, I've been trying to create more on there. So find me there. Yay! Passion and creativity. Yeah, that's what I'm embracing. Love it. So our dear, dear listeners, we want to know which of the archetypes is strongest in you right now. And we're not asking that as a question that is never to be answered. We really want you to think about where you're at in your life at this very moment. And remember, it can change in a month. It can change in... A day. You could probably cycle through these all through the day. But we want to know which is strongest in you. How is that impacting you? So just take a minute. Think about that. Our biggest question for you comes from Rebecca Campbell herself. What is the untapped power that this stage of your cycle might hold for you if you listened to your body and gave it what it needed? Not just your body, but your mind. Your mind is part of your body. What is the untapped power of this stage that you're in? How can you embrace it? How are you going to embrace it? And what gifts do you think you're going to get from it? We hope you enjoyed the first episode in our women's series all about archetypes. Kasha and I would love for you to go back and listen to that prompt at the end of this episode Really marinate on it, think about it, and let us know what you come up with. Knowing where you're at, whether it's during the month or what season of life you're in, and relating it to the archetypes can really help you harness the power of them. And as always, until next time, stay inspired.